Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Well, welcome back to Classic Business. Uh, and now uh, we're joined by Lebo Tobisi, who is a Deputy Chief Investment Officer at uh, Alex Forbes, which, as I mentioned, is the country's largest multi-manager. And uh, so what they do is they go and they do all the hard work and, and they know the managers, they screen the managers. And uh, investment strategy and research has to be a key core competency if you do that level. Great to have you on the show. And we heard the macro from Impor and the fact that it is going to be a bit of a tale of two halves with interest rates now starting to come down or projected to come down in the second half of next year. Given that promising outlook, how does Alex Forbes recommend adjusting investment portfolios to navigate some of the uncertainties in 2024? Um, yeah, good afternoon, um, uh, Michael, and really appreciate uh, the time and uh, to the listeners. And I guess the one thing to premise of our conversation is what uh, Jerome Powell said uh, last year. It's a quote of this. He said, navigating by the stars under cloudy skies. And and I, I think, you know, it's a similar theme for, for us fund selectors, um, you know, uh, managing money on behalf of our clients that I think, you know, 2023 was a year of volatility. And, and I think whilst the second half of this year, you know, sounds much more positive from a macroeconomic perspective, it clearly will be positive on, 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 on markets. We do think that the, the, the theme of volatility will remain. And so at the heart of what we, we always talk about is that diversification is very important. And what do I really mean by that? That, you know, it's important to, to consider the fact that, you know, let's take example of the, you know, 45% offshore limit, what we've seen local asset managers do is that they haven't necessarily all been at the 45% because they've seen value in South African companies. And so it's an important consideration to accept that markets see through, um, you know, sort of market, uh, macroeconomic trends. And so um, so th- we've seen that tr- uh, trend um, happen. But I think what we've also seen is that passive um, has formed a critical role in t- terms of an overarching portfolio construction is because, you know, some of the data that's coming from, um, you know, S&P is that globally, you know, especially last year, uh, global asset managers, only 75% of the global managers, in fact, underperformed their respective benchmarks. In the mm. South African context, when we look here, you know, South African asset, about 50% underperform local markets. And so I think, you know, it's important to mix and to think deeply about active management as a uh, augmented with, with passive Another interesting theme that's coming through, Michael, is the use of active ETFs. Um, you know, where typically an ETF is there just to 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 manage against a benchmark or to mimic a benchmark, um, the performance of markets. But uh, an active ETF is trying to outperform, and so we'll see more of this come in. Um, you know, in terms of of markets and. And I think the one other thing that's very important to think about is alternatives. Um, you know, I, I would say the last five years, um, we've seen this uptick in exposure to, to, to alternatives. And by alternatives, I mean both listed, so hedge funds as an example, um, you know, and, and uh, on the unlisted side, talking about private markets. And so I think it's, 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 a, it's a time of diversification and just being aware of, you know, a broad range of risks. And interesting, you mentioned those actively managed ETFs. I was chatting to... Uh, Mike Brown of ETFSA.coza on the show yesterday about the the growth that we've seen uh, ever since mm. the JAC amended its rules to to allow mm. that. So you, you're now going to have much more innovation around the, the types of ETFs that are brought to market, which is a, a really good thing, really healthy for our capital markets as well. Um, I want to come back to 
uh, your your allocation strategy and and particularly offshore at this stage and uh, we know regulation mm. 28 was amended to allow mm. um, a greater um, spread offshore up to 45%. Regarding the varying offshore allocations of South African fund managers, what mm. factors drive the decision-making process between going standalone offshore or multi-management type partnership approach or a, a single manager which has outsourced much of its um, offshore allocation? Do, do you have a particular preference or is it just horses for courses? I think it's the latter, Michael. I would say, you know, when we sit with an asset manager and do an assessment is what tools do they have in place to implement their stated philosophy, their process? And and specifically talking to, to offshore, they may have a variance of the tools that they employ. You know, as long as there is evidence that suggests that that particular route they've taken, you know, just lead, does lead to outperformance. And so we don't have a particular preference. But I think it's also important to consider that global markets, have, especially the United States, have done very well um, in sort of in 2023. And so, you know, it's it's important to consider that a combination of both active and and and, and passive, you know, g- goes a long way in trying to meet sort of these uh, performance requirements. And yes, the markets globally were quite narrow. I mean, you've heard of the, the 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 term the magnificent seven. You know these technology companies, and you know the markets were largely driven by a small segment of you know sort of markets. And, and actually, that reminds me of what happened with NASPERS in South Africa, where it moved from four percent to you know twenty percent in the benchmark. And so, yeah. I, I would say we are cognizant that sometimes managers would prefer to partner with global players. Um, we're cognizant that South African managers would prefer to have a centralized team. You know, in South Africa, um, you know. And so for us, it's more to be able to attribute that, in fact, they can employ their stated, um, you know, sort of uh, philosophy. Well, Lebo, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, but I do wish you uh, a much smoother time in markets, smoother sailing, if not in uh, the Tbilisi household, because I believe uh, you've got a four-month-old at home. So I'm sure things are, are going to be a little more volatile in the Tbilisi household, hopefully, than they are <laughs> in markets this year. Thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Michael. That was Lebel Tbilisi, Deputy Chief Investment Officer at Alex Forbes, uh, sharing uh, how all of the macro comes together to inform uh, the investment uh, strategy approach here on Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact.